Hello, welcome to Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp Podcast. You're listening to an episode all about uncertainty. I am certain you are listening, or am I? (laughs) My name is Ruth Dale. I'm your host, and this is the podcast where we explore really cool, clever stuff like behavioural science to actually shift from just sharing information, boring people, and being accused of being a nanny state, to communicating change and ultimately helping the world be a better place. Now, today's episode is going to look at why uncertainty is so important in your comms and marketing planning, why you might be the problem and actually injecting the uncertainty into your comms and marketing and what you can do about it. Okay, so let's start with what uncertainty is. Uncertainty from a comms and marketing perspective is when you haven't addressed your audience's concerns, fears and worries, and you're leaving them uncertain as to if they want to make the decision. So your audience is quite likely to feel stressed, anxious, or just maybe nonplussed and ignore you. But worst case scenario, they resort to the status quo bias, which is subconscious bias, whereby when people are overloaded with information, when they've got too much choice overwhelm, when they're just not sure what to do, their fear of making the wrong decision will mean they resort to doing nothing, making no decision. So this is not great if you're working on behavior change campaigns and you think you're helping people to change behaviors and actually you're pushing them back into a non-decisive behavior. So really very important we understand what makes our audiences uncertain because knowing what makes your audience uncertain is how you shift your messaging from boring nanny state knowledge sharing, telling people what they already know, or just simply telling people what you think they should know, to actually resonating and breaking through, showing empathy with your audience and taking them on the journey through the behavior change from A to B. So uncertainty, knowing your audience's uncertainty is the key to that. In Behaviour Change Marketing Bootcamp training, we talk a lot about A to B. We talk a lot about getting people across a bridge. So A is their start point. The comms and marketing plan is the bridge to B. So it's really important we know where they might fall off that bridge. Where's the trap door on that bridge? And uncertainty can strike at any time, at the beginning, at the start, in the middle, at the end. So it's important not only do you understand what the uncertainty is, but when it takes place, because then you can address it at the right point at the right time through the right medium and the right messenger. Okay. So how do we find uncertainty? Well, this is the point where I'm actually going to say, eek, you might be the worst person to do this. Now I'm going to try a psychology experiment on you. So I'm going to tap to the microphone for a moment. And if you could please listen to these taps, I'm tapping a song. And I reckon about 50% of you listening will work out the song. You'll be able to name the song correctly. Okay, so here goes. What do you think? Shout it out. I'm never going to hear you, but please, you can tweet me, LinkedIn me, email me. Okay, I was tapping happy birthday at you. Now, at the start, I said, I reckon 50% of you will get that correctly. The reason I said that was because this experiment was originally done by Elizabeth Newton, a psychologist back in 1990. She had two groups of people. She had tappers and she had listeners. 
Okay, I'm the tapper, you were the listener. Now, before the experiment started, she asked all the tappers, Ooh, how many people do you think will be able to recognize your taps? And of course, everyone was asked to do popular songs of the time, well-recognized songs. And the tappers replied about 50%. So I reckon about 50% of you would recognize that tap I was doing. But the reality was it was actually one in 40. Massive difference. Now, what that's highlighting is a cognitive bias called the curse of knowledge. Now, the curse of knowledge is when you, as the expert, know information, you have the knowledge, but you've forgotten what it's like to not have the knowledge. So we find it quite hard to step back and get in people's shoes without the knowledge, because once we know it, we know it. So you have to really be conscious Am I assuming my audience knows too much? I've got all this knowledge in my head. Am I assuming my audience has this knowledge in my head too? Now, we know this falls into our copy and messaging a lot in other ways, which I'm going to come on to. But just to focus in on this whole feeling of the curse of knowledge. Now, I don't know if any of you like board games or I just have this memory. So... I have a memory of doing a board game and it was Cranium, but it's a bit like Pictionary or Charades where you would act out a name or a word or a film and your teammates had to guess what it was. So pretty much like Charades. Now we've all been there, haven't we? When you're acting your heart out, you're doing something and it's so clear to you what it is. You can't believe it. And you can get so flabbergasted and so frustrated. And I remember one time back in the uni days with my two friends and I was trying to show the word jelly baby. I was getting so frustrated. I really wanted to win. My friend was quite competitive. She was on the other team. I really wanted to beat her. And she always won. (laughs) But my teammate didn't get it. And it was so frustrating. And there's lots of, you know, a few drinking games involved in the game. And it was a lot of fun. Hence, uni board games, totally before gaming, showing my age there, (laughs) uh, where we were still on board games. But I know it's really popular now. I do it with my kids. You know, you probably recall some Christmas where you've got shreds out and old grannies doing something. And The curse of knowledge is just where you've forgotten. For you, it's really clear, but for them, you're just—it's just gibberish. You're—they're looking at you like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) So the curse of knowledge is very real, and it—you know—it comes in all different parts of our life. But when we're trying to understand uncertainty, it's really important that we are aware of that bias, but also we're aware of that bias. Our expert stakeholders will have that bias too. So, you know, the sort of empathetic nature of the messaging might get lost. And so it's really important when we try to understand what the uncertainties are, that we at least know we have it, but we use fresh eyes as much as possible. So that's when user testing is very powerful. You know, people are actually going through it and you can just watch them and you're thinking, why on earth are they doing that? It's so obvious. And actually, it's not obvious at all. And it really is showing you where your messaging needs to lie and what needs to be said to those people to make it clearer. So so I guess I'm saying bring other people in if you can, collaborate with fresh eyes. It's not when you're looking for uncertainty, it's not all about the knowledge of the project or program you're working on. It's more about the knowledge and understanding of the people you're trying to reach. 
So try to be as open-minded as you can. If you're a channel owner and you manage FAQs or you know, loads of moans via social. Just have a look. What's the top questions? What's what's coming through? And in the olden days, FAQs would be quite standard. They'll also be quite a dull, you know, page on website. So massively, massively underused. Now exploring them to see, well, what exactly is it am I trying to answer in these FAQs? And what is the uncertainty I'm trying to reduce here? Or what uncertainty has whoever wrote them in the past been trying to reduce? Just take it that step further. Ask yourself some prompt questions. I did write some prompt questions for you down. I find it really, really helpful to use prompt questions. When we do this, we have the luxury of doing behavioral deep dives. We do it face to face with a lot of people. Prompt questions just help you take that extra depth. So, you know, why may my audience be uncertain? And then what fear and worry is it linking to? And it's that old word because. So adding that in because my audience is uncertain because, and then again, because my audience is uncertain about making this decision because they are blank, because that leads to them feeling like this, because they are worried that might happen. You know, the more becauses you can get, essentially the deeper you're getting to the truer meaning of the person. So I'm just going to use a lovely example, I think from, well, it's lovely. It's a popular one from Netflix. But, you know, Netflix, they don't have the one sign up with the one sentence cancel anytime on their sign up page for nothing. They know worries about subscription, having money taken without permissions, but getting trapped into contracts is a massive, massive worry. So they've actually taken their main uncertainty and made it part of the absolute top value proposition. It's not just hidden in key messaging are answered in cool center scripts or, you know, it's not hidden. It's the lead. They know that uncertainty is going to stop people signing up. So address it head on. Now, I just say that you might be part of the problem at the beginning. So that's the curse of knowledge. But just a flag, you know, when you're doing it, when you've gone into abstract language as well. And this is something we're also very guilty of. So we know that storytelling is one of the most powerful form of communications. Now, essentially it's because it takes people on a story and you can address five or six, seven, eight, nine uncertainties within a story and you can make it real, personable, easy to remember and essentially take people through to a resolution where uncertainty is addressed, absolved, the right decision is made, social proof is there. But also stories use very concrete language because you're visualizing, you're taking people with you. Whereas key messages can often be so vague. Policy goals, you know, outcome goals, so vague. All they do is introduce uncertainty. And this is really, we're really guilty of this in organizational change and internal comms. And as part of our behavior change marketing bootcamp, we have an internal comms masterclass after the bootcamp day exclusively for bootcampers to go really deep on this because we're really guilty in transformation programs and internal comms, at assuming everyone has the same level of knowledge and talking jargon at them. And we don't do it on purpose. This is, you know, the pace of work often and the curse of the knowledge. So, you know, just looking how vague, how abstract is the language I'm using for people? And 
can I pair it back? Can I make, how can I make it much more concrete, much more visual and just clear, just greater, greater clarity around how that uncertainty is being addressed? No waffle. Now, the other thing to look for is really creativity. And this is going to make me very unpopular, but is creativity trumping your clarity? Because if it is, it falls into vagueness. And when you fall into vagueness, you create uncertainty. And when you create uncertainty, you cause anxiety, worry, or even worse, you get ignored. Either way, there's no change going to be happening here. doesn't matter how beautiful creative is, if it's undermining any concrete messaging. So just be sure that your creative approach is very concrete, very clear, providing clarity. So often, if it's too ambiguous, if people haven't used their brains too much, if it's too clever, just be really careful. You're not actually introducing uncertainty into the process for people. Okay. I'm hoping that was all of loads of value for you. I really love talking about uncertainty. If you are interested in coming on the final bootcamp for this year, it is on the 31st of October. Although I say the final one and we do open four times a year. And someone told me we would only open three. I was like, oh my God, we're going to have to have an emergency bootcamp. <laughs> but we have sold out all this year. So we could well actually be introducing another one. So just seeing how popular it is this time round, this autumn, it's on 31st of October, 2023. And yes, we've got two bonus masterclasses on internal comms. So behavioral science and internal comms. And then we have one on insight planning. Now we do, that's what we do when we're not training. We do behavioral insights, me and my fellow behavioral scientists. And we're going to actually share how you can do it for free. People think that behavioral science is really expensive. You have to hire in these big agencies. Of course, you can hire us in. We love working with you, but you can also do it for free. I did it for free for years in-house when I had absolutely no budget. So yes, those masterclasses, we're very excited about those. They take place after the bootcamp. So your key date in order to make this decision is the 31st of October. Now, what I don't want to have done is introduce uncertainty by telling you about your bonuses. Did I, by telling you about your bonuses, then have you worried that you couldn't attend those bonuses? And so it wouldn't be worth your while coming to the bootcamp. So I'm going to address that straight off. Absolutely no way. We rerun the masterclasses. Once you are a member of the bootcamp community, you get free lifetime access. It doesn't matter if you change roles, move organizations. Once you're in, you're in. We really want to hear from you and see how you're getting on. And all of the masterclasses are video recorded, available in your personalized training portal for you to watch on demand. They are fast focused. We are not about creating hours and hours and hours of training. We're about getting the job done and getting it done in a way which is most efficient and productive for you guys, because I know how busy you are. So our masterclasses are very focused and you're designed to take away some actual takeaway learnings. You know, this is not your PhD where you have whatever study hours. This is, you know, on-demand workplace learning most people in our bootcamp are actively working on campaigns that are live. So this is about taking it and running with it the next day. So yes, you can access the masterclasses at any time. And in there already, we have Professor Robert West, who has a brilliant one on motivation. We've got one from the University of Brighton on nudge. 
and we've got one on AB testing. So those masterclasses are just there for you. It's just the package. It's part of the members area. So yes, if you can't make the 31st of October, eek, don't buy boot camp because that would be a nightmare for you. But please, yeah, then join us in the membership area and you can access that at any point. Also, for the month of November, we have weekly Q&As and follow-up sessions because one thing we learned in the three years of doing this is that actually one day isn't enough. The conversations we have are absolutely brilliant. And once you get out of boot camp and you start going and using it back at the ranch, you have questions quite naturally. So we're there, ask questions, ask away. We really want to help people use it, get started. But also we want you to tell us what worked, what didn't. This is really good. That was really bad. So last week on LinkedIn, we went viral. That was hilarious. I loved it. It It's exciting. But it's because we introduced a weird behavioral science concept called swap out your objectives. Instead of trying to change behavior, look at what decisions am I trying to change? So instead of looking at behavior change, look at the decisions. And it really just enables that laser focus on actually, I'm trying to answer my audience, trying to understand their decisions so I can influence their decisions. This is all about decision making. Behaviors are made up of decisions. Now, our decisions are influenced by our environment and context. Yes, of course they are. Most people miss that. Most people think it's just you and me. We make 100% of our own decisions all day long. And you'll find when you come to boot camp, that is not the case. And one of the central premises of behavioral science. So I go on. So yes, we would love to have you there. We'd just love you to come and be part of the community. We're very excited about the membership that's building and this extra learning and workplace learning, because ultimately everyone that comes is working on a change program or trying to make a positive difference in the world. So that's just brilliant. And let's see if we can get there faster together. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. I hope this was of value to you. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We're so delighted you joined us. And if you got any value out of this at all, or even if you just simply had a little chuckle, please do share it with anyone you think it may benefit. 